Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, you know we go the extra mile for you. And today, we're going the extra hour. In fact, we will do that every Oilers. Well, it's not just game days anymore, people. I can't even limit it to that. Nope. Every darn day, Monday to Friday. That's right. Noon to three. <laughs> and now it's time for you. 780-496-0063. Things have changed in this matchup here, I would suggest to you. Not... I mean, Edmonton, to me, they fared a lot better against Vegas than they did against Los Angeles. Over the course of the season, Los Angeles is built in a way that's very, I don't know, they're defensively minded. They've got yes. defensive superstars or stars in the way of Anzi Kopitar and Drew Doughty. And, and Edmonton is offense, baby. And we look at Vegas and they're kind of a good blend of everything, right? I think that's why they are where they are is they're just a really well-rounded team. But a well-rounded team needs goaltending as well. And to me, that is where the asterisk is going to be until until I see it with my own eyes that Brassois can steal a series. Vegas had five different goaltenders pick up wins for them this year. That's that's hard to believe <laughs> yeah, right there. Like yeah. un, unreal to uh to have that. And what a matchup it's going to be uh with the Oilers uh with Stuart Skinner who had a good first round, had its ups and downs and had a stick malfunction which was <laughs> unreal. Um oh, but yeah. worked through it and Laurent Brossois who and we talked about it with, okay, with Darren Millard. you got to give him credit for a guy that uh, played 23 games in the American League this year, uh, had to deal with some injuries, came back, only played five in the regular season at the end of it, or, or uh, play 11 during the regular season, then five here in the playoffs. He's done pretty well. you got to give him like full marks for what uh, the former Edmonton Oil King has done in goal for the, the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I, I would say when there was a you know maybe a month left in the season or less and I had heard some some rumblings to the tune of it might be Laurent Brossois the number one guy for the Golden Knights <laughs> I didn't believe it for a second no but he's he's done it and he's been good 
There you go. Aiden Hill is healthy. He's just not playing. And I think yeah. that's the same of Jonathan Quick, who they actually traded for. So food for thought there. And, and we know that things change quickly with a team season on the line. So if things cave in early, uh, maybe they go a different direction. Or maybe he does stand uh, stand the course. Guests on the show received gift certificates to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975. Calgary Trail. All right, we've got some callers patiently waiting. Appreciate you taking the time. 780-496-0063. Aiden is awaiting your phone call. We'll drop the puck with Warren out of Kamloops. You'll love to hear a caller from Kamloops. How are you doing today, Warren? I'm doing great. Excellent. We're doing great. Thank you. Uh, What's on your mind here, playoff season? I'm still peeved about that commercial running while the game's played. It's distracting. Now, when you say the commercial, do you mean the... the on the walls. On the advertising oh, on the boards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I know it wasn't necessarily a popular decision uh, to do that in the first place. The one thing that, gri- that grips me about it is, can you not just avoid changing it, at least while the puck's in the offensive zone? I know, Cam, you're not watching a ton of the games, obviously, but, uh, but for myself, when I'm watching the Oilers road games, that's the thing I notice the most is it's not distracting until the ad changes in the middle of the play and then that's what i find my eye drawn to so i hear what you're saying warren problem is it makes the nhl a lot of money so i don't think it's going anywhere one other thing here the brass should be ashamed of themselves the referees should be ashamed of themselves call the game the way it's supposed to be called (laughs) protect protect our stars look at that cheap shot on timo miners Mary yesterday. It was disgraceful. No call. He was looking right at him. Yeah, big so collision. What's up with that? They should be held accountable. There should be a, a group just analyzing the calls. Oh, I appreciate the call, Warren. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you where the group analyzing the calls is. You can find them on Twitter each and every night. <laughs> but uh, it's to me. Every single series has had some juncture where fans were not pleased with the officiating. It started, it was prevalent in Edmonton for a couple games. The referees moved on. It became less prevalent. And those same officials were struggling in Minnesota as well. But there was calls in the Boston series with Florida that people were up in arms about. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So I don't really know what the solution is. Part of the problem is that everything is highlighted way differently than ever before because we can slow it down from home. We can look at a replay of five thousand different times and we don't get to have that happen in live action no it's an incredibly fast game and there's a job that i wouldn't want is that having to make calls <laughs> in the middle of it going that fast yeah but you hear that every year you hear it every series you hear it from every different fan base they're never happy with it that's the one thing that we can stay say will be constant either way as you're playing through it, you just have to play through it. Whether it goes your mm-hmm. way or goes the other way, whatever it is, it is. 
You're worried more about the team that you're playing, not the the guys calling it. Yeah. that that's beyond your control. And that's when you wait around long enough, when you wait long enough, it, it does even up. You know, things oh, the, sure. it, it, it comes around. It just it's how it works. And the reason for that is because nobody is out to get your favorite sports team. That's right. There is nobody out to get your favorite sports team. I cannot overemphasize that enough. Fred, always love when he calls into the show. You're online. How's it going? Hey, not bad. I ought to commend you guys for putting in the extra hour. Like you're real troopers today. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> appreciate it, Fred. It's a it's a tough life talking sports an extra no, hour. <laughs> I know that. But uh, I haven't felt this excited since the 1979 AFCO Cup when the Oilers played the Winnipeg Jets there, Cam. Yeah, that's <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> anyway, uh, LA scares scared me a lot more than Vegas for some reason. Now, one thing Vegas doesn't have is a Dano. And I don't know, uh, Brossois, he looked good against Winnipeg, but come on, Winnipeg didn't look all that great. And Corpusello looked great earlier in the series, but they figured him out. They were going high the blocker side. And I think they'll figure out Brossois really quick. And I'm not going to predict who's going to win the series, but I like the Oilers' chances. How's that? Yeah, that's. A, I, I think a yeah. lot of people are sharing that sentiment, Fred. I think that because of the history between Edmonton and Los Angeles and, and sort of the proven ability to at least make Edmonton's offense look a little bit differently, five on five more so than the power play, clearly. But I agree with you in that Edmund, the 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 way that um, that the Kings defend scared me a lot more than the teams the rest of the way. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, just about every team left now is probably thinking we got a good shot at this because you got Colorado out, the Rangers out, Boston out. It's kind of uh, every man for himself now, and the Oilers have the two best players in the world. So again, I like our chances, but I'm not going to predict anything because I don't like jinxing anything. But, uh, <laughs> well, we know team. you've got the uh, the power to control it yep. all, Fred. So don't. I appreciate you uh, good work, saving Fred. us fans yep. here. <laughs> don't yeah, jinx a thing. Thanks for the well. call, Fred. Take care. All right. Thanks, Fred. Jim, waiting on line number three. What's going on, Jim? How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder, and I got tickets to the watch party on Wednesday. I got teenage kids. I can't let them go alone. Mm-hmm. And I um, just want to let you know that I feel I'm disappointed with OEG and the EPS in creating this event and not following the Maple Leafs with their registration for free to go to a Maple Leaf Square watch party on the concrete. You have to register yourself to enter the venue. Now we've got the chief of police saying we got cameras, we're going to find you. That's not necessary. The OEG group has the opportunity to know every person on the property through registration. And I walked from the CN Tower to Rogers Arena or Rogers Place to go to the watch party on the weekend and I didn't feel safe. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Jim. I appreciate the call. Uh, it's a difficult spot for for a, a group to be in, and I'm not going to limit this just to sports because I think that you get 15,000 people together on a Saturday night on a sunny day with alcohol involved and a lot of it and that much emotional investment in something, and, and there's things that are going to potentially go sideways. It's not because yeah. sports fans are lunatics. It's, it's you know, it, it, there's going to be a bad apple when you get that 
many people together. It's super unfortunate what happened. I'm glad that they proactively held that press conference yesterday and sort of addressed that uh, this is a privilege. It's not a right. So uh, you're not going to hang everybody on the same cross here because of, of one incident, but I suggest to you that the next time we might see this privilege revoked. I don't know that, but that's my stance on it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that uh, things moving forward go as they should. Yeah, uh, certainly. And you would think that after the Saturday night went the way that it did and the gates being rushed and stuff like that, from an organizational standpoint, that there would be more measures in place this time around to really either limit that uh, just by being around or, you know, react if need be. Just behave. You can go and have a good time without having to take it to the next level, you know. And uh, it, it just... It doesn't represent all Oilers fans. A couple isolated incidents that happened on exactly. on Saturday. That's what I would say to that. Um, yeah, I hope that suffice for you, Jim. And uh, a couple of texts here as we flip over seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The number to chip in if you want. Adam saying it was safe overall. Chiming in on this past year's officiating. Um, hmm. Far worse this year, says this texter. No consistency. Just enough of uh, whoever gets more calls just to even it up is BS. And I think that that's one way of saying game management instead of just calling what's actually going on in front of them. That's never changed, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That goes back as long as you can remember. That you, especially in the playoffs, you're not going to give one team... Eight power plays and the other team won. It, I, the odd time that's going to happen, but for the most part, it doesn't. So, you know that going in. So you got to deal with it accordingly. Gamer Brian says if refs can't keep up with the play, got to hire somebody to watch the game over the top of the refs and can pick up on the missed calls and penalties. If the game's too fast and they need uh, more eyes, but not necessarily on the ice. If it to me, Brian, I think if anything is going to change, if anything is going to change at any point, refereeing, officiating wise in the NHL, it might be this. It might actually be the eye in the sky for the reason that it just, you know, it gives you a perspective that at ice level, you guys like Louis DeBrusque, who are color commentating the games at ice level, will tell you you can't possibly capture everything that's going on. So if you want everything called to the letter of the law, then you put the eye in the sky and and then we deal with that. But I can only imagine the sort of pushback, you know, it's video replay that changes things. So here we go again. It does. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what the solution is that um, that you're what you're going to do if you're going to miss some call. The hockey's always missed calls. Mm-hmm. Missed a lot more calls when there was one ref, not yeah. two, not two. So it's, <laughs> it, look at football. How how many on any given play? How many different calls could you make if you were calling it by the letter of the law? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think there's some stuff that's gonna go, that's gonna get let right. go. That's hockey. That's what happens. Okay. We'll press pause here on Oilers now. Phone line's still open, 780-496-0063. Anything you want to weigh in on ahead of the second round of the playoffs. It gets going tomorrow night on 630. Chad, Brendan and Cam with you this afternoon. Another 40 minutes or so on Oilers now. 
the phone lines we go. 780-496-0063. Vic is on the line. Vic, you want to you wanna go back to a one-referee system? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I have a question for you. Like, sure. First of all, they brought in the two-ref system in linemen when we had all of that, you know, all the uh, bench-clearing balls and all the fighting and all that kind of stuff. But so much of that's cleaned up. Like, I hate when a referee makes a call on the other fellow's side 50, 50 feet away from the play and the other guy three feet away. I mean, it makes him look bad. Everybody questions it. I, you know, with all the reviews you have now on goals and things of that nature, I think one ref could handle it well. Well, I, I, I think it's a little more difficult for one person to handle it. I mean, the, the fighting has just sort of organically gone away for the most part, yeah. Uh, yeah. which I understand. And uh, nobody's looking to legislate it out because it has on its own sort of gone away. But I... I think that's putting a lot of stress and onus on one person. Just And I, I understand how sometimes there's a referee five feet away, doesn't make the call, and the other guy does. Because there's subjectivity to what one person thinks is a call, another person doesn't. And that is why we're having this discussion right now, because not everybody sees it the same. I think that's just part of the sport. Well, see, I agree, but it's not just once in a while. It's too often that it happens that the guy, the fellow behind is making the call. The other thing also is, you know, you got so much reviews now on the offside, on the goals and everything else. So I, that's just, that's just my feeling. It's, uh, and the other point that I was going to make is, I know you guys are questioning Brissois a little bit, which I, I am too, but we also got a rookie goaltender playing for us. Yeah, that's a very and good he, point. And he's been and he's been average. He hasn't been great. All right, Vic, I appreciate the call. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna sink into that and protect the net coming up a little later on in the show that goaltending matchup. But you're not wrong. I mean, Skinner didn't look as airtight in the playoffs in that first round as he did in the regular season. He had a pretty darn good regular season. The bar is set awfully high right now. Um, head to head, well, you'll find out what I think in just a little bit. You'll have to keep listening to the show. Uh, Beluga Boy is calling in. Uh, appreciate you giving us a buzz, Beluga Boy. What's on your mind hey how you doing uh well just one sec hey call hey, call four next time sorry about that. <laughs> that's great uh, radio yeah you're busy today <laughs> i am i'm marshalling anyways um i do have to uh admit i was so hard on uh, uh bouchard all year long uh, i'm not sure well I'd, I'd probably be a little harder on yamamoto and I admit it, I'll, whatever, I live up to it. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I will say about Bouchard, um, uh, the, you know, that he's stepped up, is that he's stepping into the play and challenging and engaging. I love that about what he's doing right now, and it shows so much uh, promise of what the future holds with him. Um, like, all year, like, I, w- I was so hard on him for being soft, uh, not engaging in the corner, not getting to the corner fast enough, all sorts of things. And uh, I, I got to tip my hat to him. And I'm just want to admit that I, yeah, I see a big difference and I'm totally wrong. Well, I wasn't wrong. I'm just 
simply saying he's stepped up his game. I'll tell you what, Beluga Boy, you're not the only one who's eating a small helping of crow on the Bouchard front. There was a lot to be proven, and since Ekholm's arrival, and particularly since the, the playoffs began here, his confidence level, to me, has spiked, and you're seeing it, as you've said, in, in a bunch of different areas of his game, that active engagement in, in plays that we might have seen him a passenger in before, a trailer. Now he's right in the thick of it. So, yeah, appreciate that input, absolutely, and uh, and hopefully this is something that is here to stay for Evan Bouchard. I know it's going to come with a price tag. They're fortunate that it's going to be a bridge deal this offseason because this player looks like he can contribute pretty well for uh, for the near future anyway. And that's why I don't, you don't make decisions too quick, especially on defensemen. It takes a while for them to adjust to the league and and if you, if that defenseman has a really good pedigree from what he has done previous to his time in the NHL you got to give him some leeway to find that footing and and what he's good at and what he needs to work on and to work on those things to get himself at an NHL level and and Evan Bouchard's a great example of that as he's had ups and downs as most young defensemen will stepping into the NHL is very few that don't and that's the elite of the elite and he is rounding into not just a a really good defenseman on the power play but an overall really good defenseman We'll hear from Seattle Thunderbirds general manager Bill LaForge Jr. He's got quite a few NHL-ready players on that young team of his, but they're looking to seal up Game 3 of this Western Conference final this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. Darren Kamloops taking on the Blazers. That coming up after a Global News weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn.